thanks so much for all you do for us. Lord, thank you for this morning, and Lord, thank you for all those that took time out of their schedules to uh, meet together here with us this morning, and Lord, I ask that you'd work in hearts, <clears throat> and Lord, I ask that you would uh, say the words that you want to say through me, <clears throat> Lord, I ask that uh, you would uh, withhold my tongue from saying anything you would not want said, and the Holy Spirit, I give you free reign uh, here this morning, and Lord, I ask that uh, not only would I be a spirit-filled uh, speaker, but Lord, that those uh, listening would be spirit-filled listeners, that they would listen to what you have to say to us here this morning. Amen. Uh, a couple weeks back in, in adult Sunday school class, we had talked about the Holy Spirit, and I was, I was hesitant in that I knew I was going to develop it into a sermon, uh, but it was just, it was flowing. I was just, I, I got to get it out. Uh, you, you ever have one of those times where you're, you're going through scripture and the Holy Spirit speaks to you and you're like, I can't keep it in. I got to tell somebody about it. Well, that was how it was a couple weeks back in uh, Sunday school. And I couldn't, I couldn't hold it in. Uh, and the Holy Spirit was, was uh, speaking to me throughout the week. And, uh, but I did go ahead and develop it into a sermon. So uh, some of you will have will notice uh, a portion of this sermon, but there's a lot more uh, to it than what I uh, gave a couple weeks ago in Sunday school. So this morning we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. And uh, the Bible talks about how that it indwells Believers, when you come to Jesus and say, Lord, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that uh, you, your, your blood paid for my sin. I'm putting my faith in that as my only hope for heaven. At that moment, Holy Spirit comes to indwell. Jesus said, hey, it's expedient for me that I leave you, that uh, my comforter may come. I will not leave you comfortless. He says, expand his best. Jesus is saying that he were to go away so that then he could indwell every single one of us with his spirit. And as believers, the Holy Spirit indwells us. But let me ask you a question in introduction this morning. How is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? When I asked that to a church full of people, most people would say, oh, I'm pretty good. All right. Uh, but when, when we dig real deep down to the nitty gritty, many do not have a relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's there. He's waiting. We don't have that relationship. Do you talk to the Holy Spirit? Is he just there? Hello? Can we not talk to him? Do you listen when he talks? One of the things that we had brought up uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and I'm going to turn there for just a second. In 1 Kings chapter 19, we have uh, uh, the, the story of how um, Elijah had a, had a great victory and then Jezebel was going after him. 
mad at him. And so he, he says in verse 9 that he's, he came thither unto a cave. Does it sound like the Elijah that, that had just had a great victory? <laughs> Not quite. And lodged there and beheld the word of the Lord came to him and said unto him, What do, doest thou here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. This is uh, Elijah speaking. For the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant, thrown down thine altars, and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And he said, Go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still, small voice. And it was so, when Elijah heard it, that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out, stood in the entering of the cave. Behold, there came a voice unto him and said, What doest thou here, Elijah? He said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken thy covenant thrown down thine altars and slain thy prophets with the sword. And I, even only I, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. The Lord said unto him, Go return on the way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when thou comest, anoint uh, Hazael to be king over Syria. Here the Lord speaks to Elijah in a still small voice. And God speaks to us in many different ways. And, and I, I feel like I, I didn't... Um, a couple weeks ago, I, I might have alluded to the fact that he only speaks in a still small voice, and that's not correct. God speaks to us in many different ways. Here he spoke to Elijah, and, and you see the, uh, the delicacy of the moment. Elijah thinks he's running for his life. He's in a cave. And so God comes to him with a still small voice. But God speaks to us in many different ways. How does God speak to us? He speaks to us through his infallible word, the word that will not fail us, the promises that we can stand upon, the promises we can take to the bank and say, you know what? God's promises are true. Uh, let, let, uh, let God be true and every man a liar. We can stand on his infallible word. How does he speak to us? Through sermons, through teachings. He speaks to us. How else does uh, God or the Holy Spirit speak to us? Sometimes he speaks to us through worship. I don't know how many times we have been singing a song or I've heard a song sung in praise to the Lord and just tears come to my eyes and I, I just can't hold it back as I think of the goodness of the Lord. I, I was hearing a song the other day and, and the lyrics are, All my life you have been faithful. You have been so, so good. I will sing of the goodness of the Lord. Just tears. I drive in the work truck and, and just tears welling up in my eyes. And I couldn't. I'm, I'm trying to be Mr. Tough Carpenter over there doing one of these numbers and, and trying not to show that I'm, I'm tearing up. But I, I just couldn't hold it back. As the Spirit of God spoke to me through song, reminding how good he is how much, how, how faithful he is to us. He speaks to us through worship. I'm glad, Randall, that you, you shared that with us this morning because one of my points here is 
through nature. In Luke chapter 19, uh, the Pharisees were talking uh, to Jesus, telling him to rebuke his disciples and followers that were, that were bringing him praise and glory. And Jesus tells the Pharisees, hey, if I shut them up, the rocks will cry out. Nature even itself brings praise and, and God can speak to us through nature about his goodness. God also speaks to us through others. You know, there's a reason why we have a church family. Because guess what? We're supposed to be there for each other. We're supposed to read this book. Every one of us has a responsibility to read, to meditate on the Word of God. It's not just supposed to be me up here standing, delivering the Word. The Bible says that we are to exhort and admonish one another. All of us. That means when we come to church, we are to lift one another up, we are to encourage one another, and we are to Hey, what's God shown you this week? He showed this to me. Let me share this with you. That's what we're supposed to do as the body of Christ, as the church. It's not supposed to just be, hey, how's the weather? How was work this week? And, and it's, it's easy to get caught up in small talk, you know. But the purpose of the church we are to exhort and admonish one another in the fear of the Lord. God brings people into our life for a reason. There are no coincidences with God, amen? We are fearfully and wonderfully made. The Bible says that every, one of our, every hair on our head is counted for. He, he knows the, the number of hairs on our head. Some more than others. And I know mine, slowly but surely, eventually, against all medical products that I can put in my hair, no. <laughs> I, I've, I've put it at bay for a little bit, uh, but eventually, <laughs> I know what's going to happen. You know, but God, I, 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 I tease and jest, but we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knows our name. He knows everything about us. There are no accidents, no uh-ohs with God. When we face a hard time in life, God doesn't say, uh-oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. He knew it was going to happen. Whoa, well, I didn't see that coming. Those are not phrases that that God ever says. But he speaks to us. How is your communication with the Holy Spirit? Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Another promise from God through his word, Telling us that, hey, when we lean on him, when we ask him for help, he will help us. So these are some ways that he talks to us. 
How was your communication with the Holy Spirit? Young people, I need you to look up here. Because this isn't just for the adults. Each one of you, when you came to Jesus, when you trusted Him as your Savior, the same Holy Spirit of God indwells you. You can talk to God. You can talk to the Holy Spirit living inside of you. The Bible promises that He will direct you. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. We just said it. You say, well, I don't know what to do in this situation. Well, have you asked God? Have you asked the Holy Spirit to direct you? Because my Bible says, ask and ye what? Shall receive. Say it out loud. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be open unto you. Doesn't mean, oh, he didn't answer. No, that's not what the Bible's saying. Bible's saying. God, I need an answer. God, I need direction to knock and knock and knock and knock. And he will answer. Many of you are parents here. How many of you like it when your kids are? Mommy, mommy, daddy, 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 hey, 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 hey. Like, what? What do you need? Ah! Give me a second. Right? We've all been there. Where parents, you're, you're, you're in the middle of something, you're like, Give me a second, please. <laughs> You're doing everything you can to hold it in and keep your, your cool. That's what Scripture said. That's how we're supposed to. Holy Spirit, I need direction. God, I need direction. I can't do it without you, God. That's how we're supposed to communicate with the Holy Spirit. I need you. The Bible says, if ye knock, the door will be open. You ask, you shall receive. And it's not just ask, oh, God, God, I need an answer. God, I need an answer. Please, 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 God, I need an answer. We're so quick to give up. We're so quick to, to not, to settle, and then we walk away. I tried. He didn't talk to me. He didn't answer. Kids, it's important that you get this because guess what? You can't live on the coattails of your parents' faith. You must develop a relationship with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. I've seen many, many, many go through good, godly homes when they graduate from high school, when they get out on their own. They're not in church anymore. And it's not because their, their parents didn't direct them to the things of God. Most of the time it's because 
those individuals never developed a relationship with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, boy, if there's one thing that I can, I can stress to you this morning, it is so important that we develop that relationship with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is supposed to be a comforter. He is there for us through thick and thin, through the trials of life, through the mountaintop wins and victories. He is there for us. You say, how do I know if I'm communicating with him? How do I know if I have Holy Spirit fullness? The Bible says that he wants us to be filled with the Spirit. We'll get to that in a little bit. But how do I know? We're going to talk about a couple indicators here real quick. Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. Verse 16. This I say then, walk in the Spirit. And ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now listen carefully. You cannot... You cannot be led by the Spirit and led by the flesh. Doesn't work. The Bible says here they are contrary one to the other. They do not go together. They conflict. They war against each other. The Bible says you cannot serve two masters. Verse 19, now the works of the flesh are manifest. Manifest, meaning it, it comes to light. It's showing itself evidently here. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. Look there at verse 25 again. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's living inside of us. We should be walking with Him. Now to be walking with the Spirit, Remington, why don't you come up here? Hustle up. 
Now to be walking with the Spirit, we're walking together. We're going to be going the same direction. Because you can't say, I'm walking with somebody. Going this way. Oh, I'm walking with Remington. He's way over there. If we're if I'm walking with Remington, we're going the same way. We we have communicated at some point, and we're heading in the same direction. Just because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us doesn't mean you're walking with the Spirit of God. To walk with the Spirit of God, you must be headed in the same direction. And there must be communication in order to know what direction the Holy Spirit wants you to go. So we see the, manis the, the mani manifestation, the indicators the visible indicators. So what are the, it's either the flesh or the spirit. So what are the flesh indicators? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred. Is there hatred in your relationships? Is there wrath? Is there strife? Is there envyings? Is there revelings? Is it a riot in your home? These are indicators. These are evidences of the flesh. Spirit indicators. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, to suffer long, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Is there love in your relationships? Spouses, is there love and peace? In your marriage? Or is there fighting? Is there strife back and forth? How are your relationships? These are these are indicators of whether we're listening and and giving the reins, so to speak, the steering wheel to our life, giving it to the flesh, or whether we are allowing the Spirit of God to have control. So how can one be filled with the Spirit? Ephesians chapter number 5. Ephesians chapter number 5. Verse 18, And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but filled with the Spirit. If God's saying that we need to be filled with the Spirit, that means we can we can be filled. Now, don't get me wrong. We all have the same Holy Spirit. If you are a believer, we have the same, the same person, the same Holy Spirit inside of you and me. But what it comes down to is how much of yourself are you giving to the Holy Spirit? Watch this. Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God 
and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. And I've talked about this before, and I won't, I won't belabor it, but the parallel there of being drunk with wine, paralleling it to fill, fill, being filled with the Spirit of God. Why? Because you are giving yourself to one. You are allowing it to influence you. It is taking over as you give up yourself to it. As, a, as an individual, I hope nobody in this room, but as an individual, if they drink alcohol, that alcohol takes over. With, as, as believers, that shouldn't happen in our life. All right? The Bible's very clear. All right? It says, but be filled with the Spirit. We are to give of ourselves willingly. Holy Spirit's not going to take over. He's not going to have a hostile takeover. We are to give of ourselves to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to work inside of us. And as we do that, there are evidences. When an individual is drunk, the way they walk, the way they talk, the way they act, everything about them, the way they smell, everything, you know, hey, that's a drunk person. A person that's filled with the Spirit of God, the way they walk, way they talk, the places they go. It's all controlled by the Spirit of God, and it's very evident that they have been with God. Because everything is controlled by that. So, how are we to be filled with the Spirit of God? Uh, number one, He's commanding us to do it. He expects us to do it. Uh, number two, we talked about how it parallels with Drunkenness, everything is affected by the control that is given. Give yourself to the Holy Spirit. I heard a sermon when I was young, very many, many, many years ago. And this preacher would say multiple times a day, he would stick sticky notes up all over the house, on a mirror, on door frames that he knew he'd be passing. And it says, I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. So many, many, many times a day, he would say a short little prayer and would say, I yield myself to the Holy Spirit. And it's not a vain repetition. It's a getting yourself in the mindset of, I am yielding myself to the Holy Spirit. What does the Bible say? Speaking to yourselves. But the things that... Things that we tell ourselves, that's what's going to go. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What we're telling ourselves, that whether it's truth or fallacy, whatever we're telling ourselves, it's going to come out eventually. So give of yourself to the Holy Spirit. In Ephesians 5 here, it says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Throughout the day, the next one is singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. 
We should be singing praises to the Lord all the time. The reason why we were given a voice, the reason why music was created is to bring glory to God. Boy, if, if you're listening to music that does not bring honor and glory to God, you might want to double check what you're listening to because there's one reason why music was created. Don't get me wrong. As a teenager, I liked to listen to music that appealed to the flesh. And you know what? If I hear it playing on a radio, it may get my head bopping and my foot tapping. And I got to check myself and say, you know what? No, that's not why music was created. Does it still appeal to the flesh? Yes, it does. It does. And, and when you hear it, it brings you right back and you remember all the lyrics. But music was created to praise the Lord, not yourself. Singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Next, giving thanks always and for all things. That's a hard one right there. It's easy to give thanks when things are going good. It's not easy to give thanks when you've been dealt a rough hand or what we think is a rough hand. I mean, God has it all. I mean, he, he's, he's moving all the puzzle pieces around for his glory. We may think, oh, this is the worst thing ever. And God's like, you just wait and see. I'm working this together for my good here, for your good, for my good. We are to give thanks always and for all things. And then lastly, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. That word submitting there. Uh, was it, was it Tuesday night or Sunday night that we had Brother Todd Monaghan here? Sunday night. Brother Todd Monaghan does uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And the big, one of the big things is submission. So they put you in, either in a, in a headlock or an arm bar or a leg bar. And, and, and it's at, at some point you're tapping saying, hey, I give, let me go. Because you, you can foresee or feel what's the, the, the danger that's going to happen if you don't. I'm going to pass out, so hey, let me go. Or you're going to break my arm, let go. Or whoa, my leg, my ankle. Right? Submitting yourselves one to another. Don't forget those last words. In the fear of the Lord. This comes back to what we're supposed to be doing as a church. Exhorting and admonishing one another. In the fear of the Lord. I, I do construction and carpentry. There are times when I put up barricades for fall protection so people do not fall over a leading edge of something. I'll put 
clamps and steel tubing in the way, or I'll, I'll set up two by fours and, and, and make some handrail and some mid rail so that nobody can fall over. There's something that's guarding them from falling over an edge. Sometimes I'll wrap yellow caution tape or red danger tape around it. But guess what? I can't make somebody not go over that handrail. I can't make somebody not heed the warnings that have been put in place. And so when you and I see another brother and sister in Christ that's going down a path that we say, hey, the road's out. That bridge has no connection to anything. It's a drop-off. We have a duty to one another to say, hey, you don't want to go down that path. That bridge is out. That leads to destruction. And the problem is, we are so prideful often that we're like, who are you to judge? What are you judging me for? When we should have the spirit of meekness that the Holy Spirit brings and says, hey, guess what? He's right. He's he, right straight from the Bible. That, that, that road leads to nothing but destruction. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. These are all ways, these are, are the ways to have fullness of the Holy Spirit. God commands it. He wants us to be filled with the Spirit. He wants the Holy Spirit to have control of our life. So first and foremost, guess what we have to do? We got to take our hands off the wheel. We want to control it. We want to be in control. Ah, God, what are you doing? This is my life. How often have we thought that? Even if we haven't said it out loud, how often have we thought that? God, what are you doing? I want to go here. God's like, I, I got somewhere else for you to go. We're so focused on the flesh and what I want to do. And Holy Spirit, he gets left out. When the Holy Spirit is our comforter. Holy Spirit is the one that will guide us into all truth. And kids, if there's one thing I can, boy, get in this book. Get into a relationship with the Holy Spirit and, and ask him to, to show you his will. God commands us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If we're not filled with the Holy Spirit, we're not obeying the Lord. Be filled with the Spirit. We should be Spirit-filled believers. It's not rocket science. He spells it out for us. It just takes work. It takes us putting our will, our flesh to the side, saying, Holy Spirit, come on. Have your will and way in my life. 
giving of yourself to the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. You young people, this is something you need to start now. Because telling the flesh to take a hike, it doesn't get any easier as you get older. It only gets more difficult. Because guess what? The flesh remembers all the things that you like the most. And it's going to appeal to you more and more and more as you get older. And so over and over again, every single day, you have to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. You've got to give yourself back to the Holy Spirit every single day, multiple times a day. Because guess what? Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You cannot give in to the flesh. You cannot let the flesh win and control your life. Be not drunk with wine, where is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. It's a command. We need to be filled with the Spirit of God. God wants to do a work in our lives. It's an inward work. But if we got him all locked up, I got my ticket punched to heaven. The Holy Spirit, I'm going to throw you in a proverbial jail cell so you can't mess up the rest of my life. That's what so many people do. Oh, I like the way I'm living. Holy Spirit, shh. I don't want to be convicted of my sin. Shh. I like that. I like that sin. I don't, I don't want to give that up. All the while, the Holy Spirit saying, hey, I know what road that goes down. I know what the, the end is, destruction. Shh. Boy. Ephesians 5, Galatians 5, the indicators of whether we are being led by the flesh or led by the Spirit. And Ephesians 5, how to be filled of the Spirit. Go home this afternoon, go home this week. Go through those passages again. I was telling our Sunday school class, and, and if you aren't here for, for Sunday school, boy, I beg of you to come. Because we're just, we're talking about the Bible. It's all good stuff. And, and, and in, in Sunday school, I was, I was telling everybody, hey, just because I stand up here, Pastor Sam or Brother Bobby gets up here and preaches, boy, you go back to the Word and you dig in and you make sure you know what you believe. Not just because one of us said it, but because it's in this book. If we say anything contrary to this book, let God be true, every man a liar. Know what you believe. Know where to find it. Let me encourage you. Let me encourage you. The Holy Spirit is there for you to comfort you, to lead you through life, lead you into truth, give you wisdom. Boy, if you are not being filled by the Spirit, if you're not being led by the Spirit, you are missing out. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Let's all bow our heads for
moment of invitation. <clears throat> this morning, I, I wonder how many of you would say, you know, as you're talking about the Holy Spirit, I, I want to be led more by the Holy Spirit. 